0: Hey everybody, and especially all the female listeners, all the ladies out there. You want to find out what happens when women break the rules? Subscribe to Unladylike right now in your podcast app. The hosts do obsessive research. They find very surprising stories about women's lives. The first episode covers a woman whose doctor recommended an abortion after she miscarried. She thought insurance would cover it. She got a $7,800 medical bill. They're also going to take on breaking the bronze ceiling, riding a bike without getting harassed, and how to be a business witch. Gotta learn how to be a business witch. Witches used to be a bigger factor in society, and I think it's time we bring them back. Add a delightful dose of feminist rage to your week. Subscribe to Unladylike in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen. Hello to everybody hiding out in their basement. It's Beautiful Anonymous. One hour, one phone call. No names, no holds barred. I'd rather go one-on-one. I think
1: it'll be more fun. And I'll get to know you. And you'll get to know me. Hey,
0: everybody. It's Chris Gethard here. Welcome to another episode. Beautiful, anonymous. We get to spy on other people who want to spill their guts on phone calls. the best job. the best gig. Thanks for supporting the show and let me do it couple things to put out there get your tickets for those shows at the bell house in brooklyn They're close to selling out and uh, they, they may be sold out already actually uh i'm on vacation right now i'm on the other side of the world so uh recording this ahead of time you'll hear the intro uh in a second it's the one i recorded right when we hung up the phone uh, but i wanted to just drop this let you guys know i'm on vacation that's why you're not hearing me read any of the facebook comments reaction interactivity stuff that a lot of people like We'll be back in a couple weeks live and in person, updating this thing and all the interactivity surrounding it. In the meantime, enjoy the call and enjoy uh, the intro I had for it right, right as it happened. Hello, everybody. It's Chris Gethard. Happy to bring you another episode of Beautiful Anonymous. A young person, early 20s, college student, confused, depressed, not sure what to do, creative, but not sure if that's their ultimate goal. Am I describing myself? yeah 25 years ago i'm also describing today's caller person i had a lot in common with person that i felt very comfortable with and i'll say this as always there's some yeah there's some episodes i made out with my teacher there's some episodes i uh i I almost i almost died and had to be rescued by the coast guard great those are all great but you know what else is great is that sometimes someone just calls up and tells us who they are where they're at in life how they're doing and it's me and them having a comfortable hour of chit chat. So if you like that side of the show, you are in luck, my friend, because this is a great example of that. I had a good time, funny moments. I feel like I said a couple of funny things. Caller made me laugh a bunch of times. Enjoyed it. Caller, if you're out there, thank you for calling. And like I say a number of times throughout the call, I think you're going to be all right. Enjoy the call.
1: Thank you for calling Beautiful Anonymous. A beeping noise will indicate when you are on the show with the host. Hello. Hi.
0: Hi, how are you? Oh my
1: gosh, is this Chris? Yeah. Oh my god. Oh my god. I'm sorry. (laughs) I I just never thought I'd ever get on.
0: No, I'm glad you're here. I also have to say, I had no usually I hear some (laughs) phone noise or some background I've never heard a cleaner, clearer phone connection than yours.
1: Oh wow, I'm I'm honored.
0: Are you on, a, you on a landline?
1: No, I'm in my basement. I'm like, my dad, I, I like, when I got on hold, I was like, oh my God, dad, don't talk to me. I'm making a phone call. And he's like, what? What's happening? And I was like, I'm going down to the basement. And he was
0: like, okay. You get reception Weirdo. that clear from your basement. That's your basement reception? <laughs> yeah. You must live. Yeah. This, oh my God. I'm, I've never been more jealous I actually... of anybody. <laughs>
1: I'm actually from uh, Belmar, New Jersey. So Belmar. <laughs> used point.
0: to go down the shore, yeah. maybe. Jersey Shore. Used to go there when yeah. I was a kid. My, uh, my best friend when I was a very young kid. I've mentioned him on the show. He's passed away. R.I.P. My friend Josh. His family used to go to Belmar. We used to go there. I remember being very young. Four or five years old. Seeing a family of ducks <laughs> cross the street. Blew my mind. Formative experience in my childhood. Belmar, New Jersey.
1: Yeah, I like, I don't want to give away myself at all. But like, I just saw you in Asbury when you were out doing Beautiful Anonymous. And Talking
0: about the amazing. live show. Thanks. Yeah, that's rad you came out. I like that. House of Independence. Great venue. I enjoyed that show. Mm-hmm. Ending things hard, hardcore. Now, wait, I should say you're from Belmar, the shore town, right? Because I think there's also a Belmore. Yeah. Right? Isn't there also a B-E-L-L-M-A-W-R? Because yeah. <laughs> Jersey likes to do things in very confusing fashion.
1: Yeah, I'm not from the confusing one. I'm right at the shore.
0: <laughs> I'm sure they say the same thing about you guys, though. That you're the confusing. Yeah, one.
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: That's cool. I yeah, love New they Jersey. Do. Everybody knows I love New Jersey. Also, I'd imagine mm-hmm. late June. We're taping this late June, living down the Jersey Shore. If you live is it like yeah. eight months of the year it's desolate, and then four months of the year, Belmarsh is overrun with drunk people.
1: Yeah, it's act. It makes me so mad because, like, every day I go for a ride by the beach in my car and like um I'm a bad driver and I get pretty bad like road rage and (laughs) so like during the summer months it gets crazy and like I just want to punch someone like (laughs) because everyone's it's so crowded and like all the rest of the year I had the streets to myself and it was quiet and now it's just like it feels like it's not my town anymore
0: Never has a more Jersey Shore native, couple sentences been uttered. I'm just like, this is my, this is my town most of the year. And now I cruise down the boardwalk. Like, I want to punch everybody in the face. Very Jersey Shore, real Jersey Shore, not MTV Jersey Shore, not spray tans and crazy accents. Real Jersey Shore, we yeah. live here. Send those bennies home. Send those bennies home. Exactly. <laughs> but a lot of people listening don't don't know what a benny is. I am a benny, technically, right? You know that. Yeah. <laughs> for for any- yeah,
1: there used to be like a section in the newspaper where it would be like it would show a picture of someone and it would say "benny or local" and you had to guess. And like the next <laughs> uh, week, they would tell you. <laughs>
0: for anybody who's listening, and I, I should, that was the thing. For anybody who's listening, I'll explain. To my understanding, you correct me if I'm wrong. So. You know, Jersey Shore is a very popular summer destination. People go there. A lot of people like to party. So it becomes overrun with people in their 20s partying. And natives, the year-round natives, have taken to calling those people Bennies, because I believe it stands for Bergen, Essex, Nork, New York, meaning you're the people from Bergen and Essex counties, people from Nork and New York, come down and invade. Benny's. Is that true? Is that what you've heard? Yeah. <laughs> I think there's other that's
1: exactly it. <laughs> there's
0: other variations of what they might stand for, but I've always heard Bergen Essex New York. Mhm. Yeah, and that's yeah. another thing.
1: And all my friends Oh, go for it. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, all my friends, I go to college in uh New York, and um like they're all like Jersey sucks and I'm like, "Oh my god, it's my pride and joy." Oh. Like the only reason I left was to like broaden my horizons a little bit, but like I always want to go back, and I
0: love it coming home, oh, it's all I want. A comedian, I'm up all <laughs> night doing sets. I got to run around going to shows and clubs, Brooklyn and Manhattan. so I got to be on the subways. If I didn't, mm-hmm. back to Jersey in a heartbeat. Jersey's the best, yeah. Anyway, yeah. did you want to talk about Jersey for an hour? Is that why you called? Because I'm down, but I imagine <laughs> no. I should cut that off because I could, so I should cut that off and ask you what you called for.
1: <laughs> no, I mean, I could talk about it for an hour, but that's not exactly what I called. Um. So, like I said, I just, uh, I go to college in New York and um, I have a group of friends that are, and it's, it's I don't want to compare it to the, the TV show Friends, but like, all my roommates are dating like these other like roommates that are boys and they're all dating, kinda. And um I like there's only one boy who's not dating anyone in the in my room. Oh like I'm sorry, it's so confusing. But um I told him that I liked him because I do I like him like a whole lot and I told him about it. And like I sound like a teenage girl, but like I don't like people a whole lot, like in general. So for me to like like someone and actually tell them about it, it was like the biggest thing I've ever done in
0: my life. Wow, I gotta say, you saying I like him a whole lot, heart melting. One of the heart (laughs) most heartwarming moments in the history of this show. This is a (laughs) really some of these call. Well, some of these calls get very dark, complex, layered. Then there's something to be said for I like a boy. I told him it was scary. That's (laughs) gripping stuff in its own right. How'd it go? How'd he react? Yeah,
1: I feel like it was, there's like so much backstory to this. So that's what makes it hard, but like, I'll try to do it the best I can. Um, he's kind of like asexual, but he's not because then he would be, but <laughs> like he's never told any one of his friends, like I've talked to his friends and he's never said he liked a girl like his whole life. So wow. like, he's very distant in that aspect. So I told him, and, like, we had been talking for, like, two years. Like, we've really gotten to know each other. and like, I've never met someone more like me. And so, yeah, I, I at first I said, like, I don't know if this is sudden or if you were expecting it because he's, like, very hard to read. And he was like, no, I think I sort of knew. Like, I sort of knew you liked me. And I was like, okay. And I told him, I wanted to tell him, I told him right before, it's like, the last day of school because I wanted a break like that three month period where like if he did like me then great we would see each other over the summer and if he didn't then I would have that space and that distance to get over it, you know? Yeah. And um and so I told him, I was like, I needed I wanted to tell you before the summer. And then he was like so I could think about it. And I was like, okay. And then like he was like, Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how to respond. And I was like on like in my head that was honestly like if anyone else said that I would be like discouraged. But because it was him and he like doesn't show any emotion like in that regard. I was kind of happy. He um when he said he knew he liked me, like he didn't pull away from me like at all like in the past couple months. We've been just getting closer and closer, so I thought it was good. The only problem was like I didn't get any closure. Like I wish he kind of said was like, "Yes, I like you" or like, "No, I don't like you." But now I have 3 months to be like he sort of likes me, like I don't know. It's very yeah, weird.
0: That's rough. I do want to say, yeah. I do want to quote yeah. you. You did say one sentence I really loved. You said, he's asexual, but he's not because then he would be, which is perhaps the most <laughs> millennial sentence ever said. For our older <laughs> listeners, I think I'm just outside of the millennial range, but I think I am known as someone who kind of gets it with my work. I think I'm known for millennials tend to see me as an old, an old head who maybe gets it. The sentence, he's asexual, but he's not, because then he would be. For many of our older <laughs> listeners, they are viewing that as the most millennial. That takes the crown. That takes the title belt, <laughs> as far as most millennial thing ever said.
1: Well, uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, where is he from? He doesn't live on the East Coast, huh? He goes to school in New York, but he doesn't live around here, else you guys could yeah. hang out, explore, explore this. Uh... Yeah,
1: he's from, he's from Long Island, so not too far, but, like, Like a four-hour
0: drive from here. Uh People don't realize. People think Jersey and Long Island must be right near each other. Nope. Long Island is a real island. You have to travel pretty far to get to it. And then when you're on Long Island, people don't realize you can drive forever and still be in Long Island. Made that mistake. Yeah. That's a bummer. You guys talking on the texting, Snapchatting. Facebooking? No, Facebook? Nah, yeah. Facebook is too played out. You're too young. You don't like Facebook. You're too young. You like Instagram and Snapchat, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, like we have a. I now I sound like so young and stupid. But no, like, not stupid. Young, yes.
0: Like a... I hate when people write off young people as stupid. It's not the truth. <laughs> you sound young, but you don't sound stupid. I'm sorry. No, don't apologize.
1: Uh, but yeah, like we have a sixty-day snap streak. So that's good, I guess. <laughs>
0: I want to say you just yeah, you dethroned don't... the prior sentence. Sixty-day snap <laughs> streak is actually the most millennial thing ever ever I've ever heard.
1: Like I, I, I knew what I was saying <laughs> I, hate, I hate myself sometimes. No, <laughs> like, yeah.
0: can apologize. Young people, we make young people apologize for being young. I hate that. Young people are. Oh, if, what, once I lose touch with young people as a comedian, as an artist, retiring. I got no time for it. You got to stay in (laughs) touch with the youth, man. Got to stay in touch. 60 Mm -hmm. day snap streak. That being said, I have Snapchat on my phone. (laughs) Legit do not know what it is for. Okay. Anyway. Anyway. Yeah. So what do you... Yeah. So, uh... So you said he's he's asexual. Is Is that just his vibe or is that something he has said as far as... Is that how he has defined his own sexuality?
1: No. Like... It's just how everyone kind of sees him. Like his, I'm very good friends with his roommate, and um, he was like, "Yeah, I'm pretty sure doesn't even like look at." Gr- oh my god, I just said his name. I'm so sorry. We'll bleep um, that.
0: We're gonna mark the time code. We're gonna bleep okay. his name. That's okay. It's also perhaps the most common name <laughs> I, in the English language. So I think you're you're good. It's one of the top top two <laughs> male names. Anonymous. Yeah, no, we'll bleep it. Don't worry.
1: <laughs> okay, and um yeah so his roommate was like i don't think he's ever liked anyone like i i don't think he even looks in the direction of girls or like or boys or anyone like he just never never expresses his feelings towards that and then it was interesting though because like as we were getting to know each other he his roommate kind of like changed his mind and he was like i don't know like now i'm kind of doubting it like he seems to like you in a in a in a better way than most people, so that made me feel good. Because like I've never, I've never been in a relationship. I've never had a relationship. I'm not, I'm not ugly, but I'm not the prettiest girl out there. So like boys don't pet like usually attract towards me. I don't know.
0: Wow. Now, so it was
1: a good feeling.
0: Now I have to ask, and I'm not <laughs> asking you to speculate, and I'm not saying this with any judgment in my, in, in my tone. I hope this is true, but I think there's something to be said for world more so than ever. Young people in particular, a real beautiful moment, a, a movement lately, a, a culturally of being open-minded. You said he doesn't seem interested in people. College is also an age where I think people tend to figure out their own sexuality. Is there any thought to you of like, he might be figuring that out? he might, he might, define him he might there might be a part of him that's keeping that guarded because he's not exactly sure where he lands on that spectrum is that something you've thought about
1: yeah definitely like I mean I think yeah I definitely think he's never been presented with the thought of like liking someone and then when I told him I liked him then like kind of forced him maybe to think about who he's attracted to whether it's girls boys no one like It depends. And like, I I mean, I want to give him that space and I don't want to force any decisions. I don't want to force him at all. And I think he might part of it might be he's figuring it out. And I just want to give him his time with that. that.
0: That's beautiful. That's beautiful. (laughs) It's the way it should be. (laughs) I'm going to put this out here. I like you. Now Go take your time. Take a summer. (laughs) Sort it out. You come back next phone you say, "Hey, I think maybe I'm swinging the other direction." That's great. You figured it out. I gave you your space. I that's cool. Thanks. I don't like that yeah, you said you're not the problem. prettiest. I don't like that. That breaks my heart. I don't like.
1: I mean, I don't <laughs> I don't think I'm ugly by any standards. Like, I don't know. I like I'm okay looking. I'm fine with the way I look. <laughs> I accept it.
0: That's good. I mean, because it is. I I look in the mirror. I'm like, I'm not an Adonis, but I, I you know what I don't like? I don't like, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm, you tell me if I'm overreacting. I don't like that okay. in our culture, young women have to have to even gauge themselves. I don't think that's, I just don't think it's cool that that sentence even needs to come out of your mouth. You know what I mean? Yeah.
1: I don't yeah. like that. I don't it's, like that. One thing that really bothers me is that like. I used to like, like I like I said I go to school in New York and like you know catcalling is a big thing and um like so one time this guy said something to me like he was like I think he was homeless it doesn't matter but he was like oh hey pretty girl and I was, like or like it was something worse to that effect but he said something to me and like it was so sad for because for a moment I felt like good about myself and I was like oh someone noticed me but then like. I feel like it's so messed up that like I have to be harassed in order to feel beautiful. Like it doesn't oh. like that's not how things should be. That is heartbreaking. It's
0: not okay. That is heartbreaking. <laughs> that is also what yeah. I, that is also you you see sometimes, you know, I've seen it on Facebook or you've, I've seen a couple of videos online where there are some men who are like, I'm giving compliments. People should feel good. Like this is the argument that that some of cat callers Give for a while they're actually performing a public service, which is not the case, I don't think. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's it's sad, but I get hopefully it'll get better. I don't know.
0: Oh, I think it always does. And you sound like you sound like such a confident person. You sound like a confident you don't sound I, sometimes people call this show and they're more nervous than I've ever heard a human being be. You're down to just talk. Seems so confident and cool.
1: That's the first time anyone's ever said that to me. Really? I'm I'm not super confident at all.
0: Oh, you're shy, and it's all this call is your secret outlet. <laughs> so this phone call is your secret outlet to get all these hidden thoughts out into the world.
1: Definitely. Like I told, I told my therapist. I also have depression, but it's not funny. I don't know why I'm laughing. That's but okay. like Uh, I told her, but like those, like. She's, I don't want to discredit her as a therapist, but, like, sometimes I don't think she gets what I'm saying. And, like, she's so nice. Like, I don't want to, like, hurt her feelings by going to, like, a different therapist. But I'm also, like, I need to see someone who understands what I'm talking about. <laughs> well, <it's>... But, like, <laughs> I <laughs> that was a lot. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I told her about it, and I told my best friend. But, like, I don't know. It's, like, nice to just talk about it. And it's just very cathartic to... Like, I feel like I'm, like, especially with my best friend, I feel like I'm bothering her. Like, she she would never say that. Like, she's always like, oh, I'll listen to whatever you have to say. I'm supportive. But, like, I don't know. To a certain point, you're, like, in my own brain, I'm like, she doesn't want to hear about this. Like, don't bother it with her. So it's nice that you kind of have to listen. (laughs)
0: I do. (laughs) I get to talk. (laughs) It's my job. I'm on the clock. You say whatever. Can't hang (laughs) up. Can't hang up. no I'm shackled to this phone call. No escape. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's the nice thing. Not for, not for you, I guess, but I think for me. No,
0: I'm enjoying this greatly. You seem like such a sweet person. We come from the same place. I feel a real bond. I'm feeling a real connection, a real <laughs> comfort here. I hope you feel the same.
1: Yeah. No, I, I do. Like, when I was on hold, my heart, like, l- literally started racing. And I was like, I don't know what I'm going to say. Because, like, I honest, to be honest, I just woke up at like 12. I wasn't feeling so good so i I, I slept all day and um and then, like I was I was like so nervous but now like that I'm actually talking with you it just feels it feels like I'm talking to like a friend who I have known forever like it really does
0: well, nice well it sounds like you have an affinity for uh, non-masculine boys, and I think I f- <laughs> think I fit right into that slot nobody ever claimed <laughs> no nobody, nobody ever claimed I was the alpha. The alpha energy. Nobody ever claimed I was a pit bull of a man.
1: <laughs> no, I'm I'm attracted to all sorts of men. I love I love men. <laughs> so you're boy
0: crazy. You're a little boy crazy.
1: Yeah, like more now. Like when I was younger, I like really didn't like anyone and I think like once my sophomore year of college happened, which is last year. I just like kind of, I don't know, it all kicked in. Like puberty happened. I was like, oh,
0: my God. Yeah, you're, I was a late bloomer, too. And now all of a sudden you're just like, Harrar. you're on the prowl. Yeah. Now, now hold on.
1: yeah, I guess so.
0: Hold on. It's Jersey Shore summer fling. This is like a classic New Jersey experience. You live in Belmar. Why don't yeah. You, thinking about hooking up with some Benny? <laughs> some Benny who's down here for two weeks? You know what? On that hot question, hot ask, we're gonna go ahead. We're gonna take a break because I'm telling. And I'm telling anybody, anybody who grows up in the New York Metro area knows a fling with a a Jersey Shore fling, a legit question. Can't wait to hear the answer. In the meantime, though, we got advertisers. They make the show happen. Check out what they have to offer. Use the promo codes. Really helps beautiful anonymous out when you do. We'll be right back with more phone call. It's a fresh new year. 2018 has begun. And you're probably setting new goals for your business, right? Look, it's extremely difficult to reach those goals without the right people on your team. And Zip Recruiter has transformed how you go about finding those people. Zip Recruiter posts your job to over 100 of the web's leading job boards with just one click. Then, Zip Recruiter actively looks for the most qualified candidates, invites them to apply. Okay, they'll review every application, they'll identify those top. Candidates, you're not going to miss a great match with R- ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter is different, okay? Other, other hiring sites, ZipRecruiter is not like them. ZipRecruiter does not depend on the right candidates finding you. It finds them. No wonder 80% of employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site in just one day. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Find out today why ZipRecruiter has been used by businesses of all sizes and industries to find the most qualified Job candidates with immediate results. Right now, my listeners can post jobs on ZipRecruiter for free. That's right. Post your jobs up there for free. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash beautiful. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash beautiful. One more time. You want to try it for free? Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash beautiful. Today's show is sponsored by Talkspace, the online therapy company that lets you message a licensed therapist from anywhere at any time. I love therapy. I stand by therapy. I've been a public advocate for therapy, and I like anything that makes therapy accessible, modern, easy for you to try. I know you can't imagine fitting anything else into your life, right? Well, with Talkspace, therapy is as easy as sending your therapist a message. Get something off your chest whenever you need to. Talk about everyday challenges at work, at home, chat about life. There's no judgments. There's also no commutes, no leaving the office. It's easy. You just need a computer with an internet connection or the Talkspace mobile app. You can improve your mental health. Take care of your physical health. Take care of your mental health already. Step up and do it. Remember, therapy is also, it doesn't have to be dramatic. It's not always just about venting your innermost thoughts or digging into childhood memories. It's about practical everyday strategies for stress management, for living a happier life. Having a therapist simply provides you a designated person to talk to, someone who's trained to listen, someone who can help you make some positive changes. And the Talkspace platform has over 2,000 licensed therapists who are experienced in addressing life challenges we all face. To match with a perfect therapist for a fraction of the price of traditional therapy, go to Talkspace.com beautiful. Use the code beautiful to get $30 off your first month Show your support for this show. That's beautiful at talkspace.com slash beautiful. Thanks so much to all the advertisers who take a chance on this show. It means so much. Thank you guys a million times over. Now, let's get back to the phone call. Thinking about hooking up <laughs> with some Benny? Some Benny who's down here for two weeks?
1: <laughs> uh, probably not. Like, I, like, It's so hard to explain because like, I I am boy crazy like in a in a sense where like I see a guy and I'll be like, "Oh my god, he's so cute." Like I would I would kiss his face. I would do everything. <laughs> so yeah, I would
0: kiss his face. <laughs> yeah. So you see boys right now like, as you're a, you are a teenager <laughs> who's you just proclaimed that you puberty is fully kicking in for you currently, <laughs> little late bloomer, and in you're instinct. you'll see a boy walk down the street, you want to run up and just smooch all over his face.
1: I guess so.
0: <laughs> wow, okay. I
1: like I wouldn't actually do it, but like I want. to.
0: <laughs> I hear you. No, consent but, um, consent is very important. Very important.
1: Yeah. And you've exactly.
0: Never, you've never but, been um, in a relationship, you said. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I've never yeah, I've never had my first kiss yet. I'm, oh, I'm really? 21. <laughs>
0: you're 21. Yeah. Oh, you're right you need you're yeah. looking for that kiss. You want to kiss some face.
1: Yeah. And <laughs> like and like I know it doesn't matter like nah. what age it happens but it just feels like I'm <laughs> I'm late to the, to the party I guess.
0: Oh, that's okay. I mean, you're laughing about it and it'll yeah. come in time. And uh, I bet it'll yeah. be, I bet it'll be rad when it goes down. And you know what? Now you're yeah. Now you're of legal drinking age and if you really want to mm-hmm. just get that first kiss over with, I think that that's going to be an asset in your quest.
1: Yeah. Yeah, part of me like wants to just like be, like get it over with and I'm sure it could happen easily at any bar or, like.
0: Yeah, I mean you live like you, that. You live in Belmar, like, New Jersey time, and you're 21. If you really want it to happen, <laughs> you could make it happen. It's summer in Belmar.
1: Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And like but at the same time I do want it to be like special and I'm like thinking like I'm not just I don't think I should just like Give it, like I act like it's a big thing, like a pit, but like I should just like do it if I don't have feelings for the person or anything. Like I do want it to be special, and I don't know if that's like stupid of me or like I don't know. I just I feel no. like it should be special. I of don't know.
0: course, of course. And I <laughs> I think one of the fun things is you know it's easy to overthink this, but one of the fun things is it'll be special. Whether it's with your asexual boy crush, or whether it is you have a couple drinks one night and you're out at the bar at closing time, I bet when it does happen, it's gonna happen. Be- you seem like the type of person that you, it's, you seem like you have such a good. You've clearly thought hard about this, and I bet when it goes down, it's gonna go down because you're like thumbs up. I'm comfortable. This is the way it should be. I bet it's it's gonna feel special, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. You got any plans to meet up yeah, with this point? Yeah, I overthink boy? everything. I get that. You and me, um, similar people. You, <laughs> you and me cut from the same cloth. Kids from New Jersey who <laughs> overthink things and fall in love with unattainable <laughs> people. Yes, we have a lot in common.
1: <laughs> yeah, I like sometimes I overthink to the point where like I have a headache. Like it's just uh it's not it's not good. I like create problems in my head a lot. That's a big thing that I have problems with.
0: I get that. But I've been there mm-hmm. lifelong fight against <laughs> that. Yeah. You said you slept in cause you're sick. Was that, was that physical or is that part of this? You got the depression, you got the anxiety.
1: It's both. I think because like, I've just been having like a very rough week and like, and for no reason at all, like nothing happened that would make me upset. But like, I just am. And then I also have, um, juvenile diabetes and like my A1C numbers are just incredibly high. And like, I don't, I'm doing everything and I don't know why they're acting up, but that's a
0: bummer. And now juvenile diabetes, that stick with you for your whole life? Or is that something that as you get older, it fades away? Or does that just mean it sets in when you're a kid?
1: Uh, no, it sticks with you your whole life. It I got it when I was born, so I've had it.
0: When you were born, <laughs> it feels like yes, yeah, it's yeah. a factor in your life.
1: Yeah, it's more of an inconvenience yeah. than anything else. I would say.
0: Yeah. Do you have to do injections? It could be a could, lot worse. You got one of those hip packs. What are we?
1: Yeah, I do injections like with uh, the. They're called like pen needles. Um, I had like a pump, but that was the worst, in my opinion. Like, because especially when I was in high school or like, I, I not high school, uh, middle school, I had it and like it sticks out of your skin and like people were like bumping into it and it was like falling out and no it, I had like an omnipot, so it's like portable and like it was the worst and I hated it.
0: <laughs> yeah, middle school is not a time you want to be different in any way, yeah. let alone have a device implanted in your skin that randomly <laughs> falls out. I would imagine that's not the ideal middle <laughs> school Set up yeah. <laughs> for a shy, anxiety-riddled young lady.
1: Yeah, like no one ever really—I mean, I didn't particularly like my middle school or high school, but like, I mean, no one gave me a hard time, really, about it. So that was nice. Like, I—I I remember one, only one time or like two times, like a kid asked me, like, "Oh, what's on your arm?" and I was like, "Oh, I have a—I have a mechanical arm," and I just like, made up a story and,
0: like, nice.
1: Just kind of went with that.
0: <laughs> That's nice. I like you. We're we the uh, same. Did you do a what? Because you're you, you. So you hid out throughout high school. Kept you played it chill. Mm-hmm. Did you do a ton of activities? Were you an activities person?
1: Not really. I just did. Um, I did like the plays and stuff. And um, I did. I've I've done improv my whole life. Like since I was eight. What? So I've done that. <laughs> yeah.
0: Where Where do you do improv when you're eight in New Jersey? <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's like my uncle he he always loved improv and things like that and he was a high school teacher. And like to make a little extra money over the summer, he would do like improv classes at this rec center near our house. In a in a in actually. And um
0: Well be let's be careful because like, people can almost definitely find out who your uncle is now. So let's invoke the rule <laughs> yeah, of true, true. Can we be cool and not maybe we should bleep the name of the town. Although, yeah,
1: definitely, yeah, definitely Good that. town, <laughs>
0: quality town. I got family that lives near that town. That's a quality town.
1: Yeah. I'm sorry, I'm, no. I'm not, I feel like I'm just talking just like you. <laughs> no, yeah, no,
0: no apologies. And you drop a good Jersey reference with me. Everybody knows that's a good way to butter me up.
1: <laughs> yeah, so like me and my sister were forced to do this like improv class over the summer. And like, I just happened to really like it. My sister didn't like it; she quit the fir- after like the first year. And then I just stuck with it, and now I love it. And like, I'm I'm a part of my college's team, and like, I really I love it. Now
0: hold on a second, because here's another thing we have in common. But here's the thing I want to explore, because people used to ask me this <laughs> as well. People used to ask me this as well, so I want to ask you your version of this. Someone you're very shy. She's mm-hmm. very shy. You've said you don't usually express things. This phone call is an outlet. A lot of you don't usually talk this much. You don't usually like people. You don't usually reach out to people. Never been kissed. You're shy. You're trying to figure it out. And yet you get on stage since you're eight, get on stage in college, New York City, intimidating place. How is it that you're so expressive on stage and yet you clam up off stage? People used to ask me as well. I wonder what your answer is.
1: Yeah. I don't know. Like, I feel like in my personal life I'm very like like I said like shy and and, and introverted but like but at the same time I've always wanted like attention but never knew how to get it I guess and like I it's like weird because I crave attention but also reject it when it when it comes my way in in a sense and so like I feel like improv was like my attempt to like get attention and like maybe not I didn't do this, like, subconsciously, but I thought about it, too. So I was, like, I think improv was, like, my way of getting attention and for people to see, like, I don't want to, like, be cocky or anything, but, like, see that I'm funny or, like, that I'm, like, smart and, like, witty sometimes. And then then, like, the, kind of leave it up there, leave it up on stage that people, like, oh, she's, like, cool. But then, like, when I'm normal, I could just be shy and <laughs> introverted, I guess.
0: I'm gonna go ahead and make a proclamation. I've never felt like I had more in common with the callers to this show (laughs) than a young person spending that summer in Jersey wondering if their college crush is thinking about them too, feeling shy off stage. The only place people see the real me is on stage. I can't figure out how to summon that to the depths of my regular life, nor do I know if I even want to. The only difference between me and you is that I had my first kiss at 15, but that was a miracle. Lost my virginity at 17. And that was only because I found someone extremely kind. Extremely kind. Who had to be dated for many years. And that was happenstance. That's going to happen for you. I don't think I've ever felt more in common with a person than you, my young New Jersey friend.
1: I'm, I'm so glad. Yeah. I mean, it feels good not to be alone in all in all of this.
0: Me and but you. Yeah. Me and you were in it together.
1: Yeah. And like... um. Oh my god! I totally. Oh, this is a little like a little bit of a di- digression, but not really, I guess. Like um, last year, I went to DCM, and I I saw you at, at like the midnight shows.
0: Oh, for anybody who doesn't know, DCM is the Del Close Marathon. It's an annual improv festival the Upright Citizens Brigade puts on theater where I started 17 years ago. It's like a big celebration, big comedy celebration. You saw me in all those crazy late night shows. You didn't see me do any actual good shows, huh?
1: <laughs> no, like, I was supposed to be there all three days because, like, my team was performing one of the days,
0: yeah. but,
1: um, like, like, I I got sick, like, the first night, because it takes so much out of you, just, like, waiting out, outside and <laughs> in line, and, lot. like, I was exhausted, and, get, yeah, and, like, we stayed up, we watched shows, yeah, we watched shows until, like, five in the morning, and then we we're, like, we gotta go, like, it's, I'm exhausted.
0: Yeah, it's fun, though, fun times.
1: Yeah, yeah, I I loved it. I thought it was great.
0: (laughs) Is this boy? This boy does improv with you. He's part of your group.
1: No, he. But he comes to all the shows though, because like, because we are good friends. And then like, his roommate also does it. But like, last year it was just me. It wasn't his roommate that did it, and he still came to the shows. So that was good.
0: (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm. I think you're going to wind up (laughs) a okay. I think you're going to wind up a okay. How's that sound? <laughs> that sounds,
1: that would be ideal, <laughs> I, I hope.
0: Yeah. I think you got a lot to offer. I like. You like what?
1: <laughs> I, I, I forget what I'm going to say <laughs> already.
0: I was going to say, I think you have a lot to offer. I think you're a very emotionally mm-hmm. in tune, well-spoken young person. I think you're hiding out a little mm-hmm. too much. I think you know that. I think you're going to figure out how to stop doing that. And I think you're going to rock ass all over this world. Whatever you choose to do. I don't know why I went with that phrase, but I just think it's going to apply to you.
1: No, that's always been my number one goal, to rock ass. So, yeah, I hope you do it.
0: (laughs) My number one goal is to rock ass. (laughs) Way to stick it to me. The quiet sarcasm that <laughs> I said something dumb. Well done. Well done. No,
1: that's I love that. I'm gonna use that phrase. <laughs>
0: I do. I think you're gonna I think you're I think you, you can come out. What do you study? Yeah, what do you study in school? Um I study uh business management and marketing. Is that what you wanna do? Or you wanna do comedy?
1: <laughs> I mean, it's not my I never really knew what I wanted to do and like I went to college like wanting to open my own thrift store that was like my main goal that's like what I wanted to do my own thrift but store. then I realized very yeah and then like I realized very quickly that like that takes a lot of work and time and energy that I know I don't have and don't have the passion for yeah. but I kind of just stuck with it because like I mean I didn't not like the classes or anything they were fine and like I was doing I was doing fairly well and um so I stuck with it but like ideally I would love to be in comedy or even music i love to sing and play piano but um yeah
0: <laughs> that's cool well I can say from my end getting a degree that you don't really care about because you don't feel like starting a new major at least in my experience turned out <laughs> Turns out pretty okay. Yeah. Turns out pretty okay. Yeah. I picked Mm -hmm. one a lot easier than business, though. That's a good degree to have. That's a good degree (laughs) to have if you ever need to... That's what you should do. Get a degree like that, business Mm -hmm. management. You chase your music dreams, you chase your comedy dreams. They don't work out. You can go manage a business. It's a pretty good fallback plan.
1: Yeah. I I was like, it's broad enough that I could pretty much go into anything Like if I really wanted to, if I'm not exactly sure what I want to do. Yeah. So... I thought it. I, I mean, it's good.
0: <laughs> yeah. And a thrift shop. Why would you want to th- start a thrift shop?
1: Oh, I didn't. I didn't say. Oh, a thrift shop. I um.
0: Did you not yeah, say I, that? Uh,
1: there's one here in my house. <laughs> no, I did. I'm sorry. I'm I'm always like a little bit flustered. I'm sorry. Yeah. For some um, reason,
0: we were totally comfortable for like the first <laughs> thirty-five minutes of this, and now I'm making you extremely <laughs> nervous, and I'm not sure why. <laughs>
1: No, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm just
0: I know what I'm it is. All over the place. I all know the time. what it is. I said some compliments and you can't handle that. I said some positive things. <laughs> you didn't like that. You've been flustered ever since. you probably beat red in the basement. you beat red and your insulin levels are are skyrocketing.
1: <laughs> yeah, they probably are. <laughs> My face is probably red. You? I mean, I have pink, like
0: skin so is that right, though? You've been giggling ever since I said that you seem cool and full of potential. Is that, is that, am I right or am I forcing that?
1: No, I mean, I think, I mean, I didn't notice it, but I, I pro, you're probably right.
0: <laughs> been giggling you're like a mad woman ever since.
1: <laughs> yeah. I have, I have the giggles all the time. Oh, <laughs> it's not good.
0: I've picked up on that. Yeah. Yeah. I've noticed.
1: And then everyone's like, oh, you must be so happy and well put together. And I'm like, haha, no.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, similar, similar people. The dialogue in your head doesn't always match what's going on. What the, with yeah, the exactly. people see. People see, and what's going on inside, they don't always match.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But you're seeing a the therapist. Definitely. You're finding ways to express yourself. I think that's good.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I went to therapy yesterday, and I was so embarrassed because, like, I came an hour early because I thought it was at 5, but it wasn't. It was at 6. And then I felt, I was like, I like just sat in the waiting room for an
0: hour because I
1: had nothing better to do.
0: <laughs> I had therapy yesterday as well. I had therapy on Skype. Really? Yeah. Me oh, wow. Yeah. It's one of those ones where I didn't have all that much to say, but I was still glad I did it.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's always good just to say something.
0: Yeah, well, it's also nice to remember you've set aside an hour of your life to uh, care for yourself and hold that in reserve so that should you need to say something, you have it, I feel like. Yeah.
1: Yeah, definitely. Like, I didn't even know I had depression until I hit, like, a wall, like, last summer. Like, I just, all of a sudden, I was just like, I'd rather not exist anymore. Like, I didn't necessarily want to kill myself or anything like that. But, like, if I could just, like, evaporate and dissolve <laughs> into, like, the universe, that would be perfect. <laughs> Bummer. <laughs> but then, yeah, but then I, I told my mom, I was like, I need to talk to someone, I think. And then she was like, okay. And then, like, going to therapy really helped. And I feel a lot better. So
0: That's good. That's super it's getting uh, better. kudos to you that you just pulled the trigger and went for that. It took me years.
1: Yeah.
0: It's very responsible yeah. of you.
1: Yeah, I think I have like enough self control to know that I would never do anything to myself or like hurt myself or anything. Yeah. But yeah.
0: That's good. So it's just a matter of figuring out how to not feel that way.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Sounds like you got some good parents.
1: Oh, they're great! I love them so much.
0: (laughs) That's cool. We got about twenty. Yeah, like I never
1: went through.
0: Oh, you go, you go.
1: Oh wow! (laughs) Yeah, like I never went through that phase where I was like, "Oh, I hate my mom," or like, "I hate my dad." Like, I've always been really close with them, and like, we love each other a lot. Yeah, that sounded weird when I said it like that, but
0: (laughs) I never had that. There was a stretchless. There was a stretch where I felt very distant because of some self. When, my, when, I, when I was your age, when I was 20, or no, 19, my parents sold my childhood home. They also didn't know I was falling into the pit mm-hmm. of what would later come to be a uh, critically praised uh, depression. Um, many years <laughs> later, it would be met with critical <laughs> praise via HBO. Um, but they sold my house in the midst of that, and I cut them off for a summer. I didn't want to talk to them that much. But I always loved my parents. Mm-hmm. My parents are the best. I always had me and my dad. My dad was hardworking, stressed out, man. There, were time, there was a stress. I also mm-hmm. realized my mom, very Irish Catholic, and kind of used my dad as a tool of like when your father gets home, we will deal with this. So I was kind of scared of my dad. And my dad yeah. would just walk in and be like, hey, how's it going? And I'd be like, ah, ah, <laughs> like so scared because of the setup. And that was not fair to my dad. So my dad and I had to yeah. i had to kind of realize, oh, my dad's a pretty rad dude. My dad's retired now. Yeah. <laughs> He's into photography. He takes lots of pictures of animals he sees. Pretty sweet life.
1: Yeah, he sounds amazing.
0: <laughs> yeah, pretty good guy. Pretty good guy. I'm <laughs> lucky. Very lucky. Now we've got 20 minutes yeah. left. What else do we want to talk about? Okay, here's a, I'm going to put it on the table This, this first kiss okay. This first kiss We getting it over with this summer? We got to commit to this Or are we just going to let it roll? Okay What do you think? I'm going to pause there and just note about myself for, for someone who has made many claims throughout his career That like punk rock is this guiding influence I sure do spend a whole lot of time talking about how much I like my dad Like the most punk rock animals. But it's the truth Anyway, since I've broken up the flow, we might as well hear from our advertisers, our sponsors, the people who help me bring this show to you for free. Uh, Do check out what they have to offer. I think there's a lot of cool stuff. Use the promo codes. helps Beautiful Anonymous when you do, and we'll be right back. Everybody's got New Year's resolutions right now. Here's one you can actually keep. Add stamps.com to your business. It'll make you save a ton of time and money this year. I can vouch for this. I've vouched for it before. I will tell you, my, my wife, my lovely, beautiful wife, who I love, is a musician, and her band put out an album. And we're talking DIY. We're talking punk rock. We're talking a lot of LPs sitting in my house that they need to get boxed up and out the door. Do you know how much time it saved to be able to use synapse.com from the comfort of our own home? Her bandmates would come over, print things out, bring them all, drop them all off. Right? It, 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 was, it, it saved a lot of time, saved a lot of money. It was a lifesaver. And it helped a helped small business run. I've seen it with my own eyes. Been in a living room watching it happen. Stamps.com brings all the amazing services of the U.S. Postal Service right to your computer. It's a better way to get postage, okay? You can use your own computer to print official U.S. postage for any letter or package. No more uh, lugging mail. You can have the mailman pick it up. You don't even have to leave your office. It is hassle-free. saves you time and money. I can endorse it. Big thumbs up personally because I've watched it go down. I've used it. You've heard about it. It's a good time. Right now, you too can enjoy the Stamps.com service with a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus postage and a digital scale. If you want a happier new year, go to Stamps.com. Click on the microphone at the top of the homepage. Type in beautiful. That's Stamps.com. Enter beautiful. Thank you again so much to everybody who uh, helps make this show happen. Now let's finish off this phone call. Are we getting it over <laughs> with this summer. We got to commit to this, or are we just gonna let it roll? Okay. What do you think?
1: Ooh. Mm, um. You know, maybe I'll just do it because, like,
0: I don't want to force it. I'm not trying to force I, you to smooch.
1: No. No, no. I know. I want not Like, I won't let other. I mean, trust me, like my friends have been like, just do it. And I'm like, no, <laughs> like it's ultimately up to me. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like it would be good for me in a sense, like just like maybe go out and have fun for one. <laughs> and, like, you gotta do have something.
0: fun. Hey, here's the thing I'll say, and it doesn't necessarily just relate to kissing. You gotta go out and have fun. Mm-hmm. You gotta give yourself permission to do that. And believe me, if you clearly know my work, you're an improv nerd, these these are my people uh, if there's anybody if there's anybody who's who's lived like you have, it's me from New Jersey depressed you gotta I my main regret I'll tell you one of my main regrets in life is there was a stretch of life where it was expected for me to have a lot of fun and I had almost no fun mm-hmm. and if I could get those years back, I would. I would. And I don't say that about too yeah. many stretches in my life as far as regrets go. But I think about a few of those years at Rutgers where I knew. And it was, I mean, it was medical and it was hard and it was scary. And if there's any regret, it's just, man, I could have had more fun. Could have had more fun. Yeah. I was scared. I was sad. I was hurting. <laughs> it needed treatment. I didn't get that treatment. You have. I think that's so beautiful and commendable. Have fun. Mm-hmm. Have fun while you're young. Yeah, I've definitely
1: noticed that, like, a lot of times when, like, I'm feeling sad or, like, I don't want to interact with people, like, in my head, I'm like, don't go out because you're just going to be, like, sad and you'll want to go home. But, like, every time I do go out when I'm sad, I always end up having a good time and feeling better. And I'm like, why don't I just tell myself that because I know it's true so just go out well I'm pretty
0: convinced I'm pretty because you have that feeling I'm going to be bummed out I'm going to feel out of place I'm going to bum other people I'm going to harsh everybody else's good time nobody wants that nobody wants me around doing that but I'm also pretty convinced I am convinced that depression is this thing that wants to live on it wants to dominate and that internal dialogue spends a lot of time convincing you to listen to it and that when you do those things that go in the other direction, you actually conquer it, you know? I feel like that's the depression, going, yeah. hey, don't go out, don't go out. You don't want to be miserable, you make other people miserable. You listen to that, that's so it can survive. It's like anything else. It's like any other organism. It wants to survive.
1: Yeah, exactly. And like I've, I I, like, I keep telling myself that. And, like, I think, I hope I'm getting better. <laughs> I think I am. Yeah. But...
0: I hope so too. You got any pals down in Belmar? You got your Jersey Shore pals?
1: Yeah, I have like I have friends from high school, but I don't really talk to them all that much. My but my closest friend is well, I have my best friend is down here, and she's like we're like sisters basically at this point.
0: You hang out a lot?
1: Yeah, it's like it's one of those friendships where like when we hang out, we literally do nothing like we'll just like sit on the couch and like maybe not even have the tv on and we'll just like maybe fall asleep like we're like that comfortable with each other
0: that's a good friend yeah and they go to a different school yeah you don't see them except for the summers
1: yeah like she she stayed home she went to a community college near us
0: i'm Uh, almost certain i I know which which one one. Yeah, as a Jersey resident, yeah. I am certain I know which one. Oh, a Jersey Shore kid at a community college? Oh, really? Assume it's named after. A, I, I don't want
1: to give myself away. <laughs> uh, uh, uh,
0: we'll bleep it, but, yeah, but I assume it's 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 got to be right.
1: Oh no, it's close. Like it's it's actually
0: ah, son of a bitch. <laughs> Son of a bitch! We're bleeping that's all those the names. One. We're bleeping all those names, but I guessed the wrong one. I guessed the wrong one. Son of a bitch! I feel like an asshole.
1: But that was a very, very good guess, I would say.
0: Right? Although I don't think that's actually a community yeah. college. Who yeah, cares? I mean, anyway, who cares? My
1: sister went there, but oh my god, I just said that, but uh, it's okay. It's okay. Right. It. She doesn't listen, but um, oh, thanks. <laughs> she, um. Yeah, she goes. She went to to the other place that you said, and like I consider it like community because
0: <laughs> that's where everyone goes. Uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> it's where everybody goes down there. Mm-hmm.
1: So yeah, uh, yeah, my best friend. Like yeah, we go, like we we drive together all the time. We like listen. We blast the music when we're driving. It's always it's always fun hanging out with her.
0: It sounds fun. You guys yeah. ever do fun and, like, things that favorite... don't happen in the isolation of a car?
1: Oh, yeah. Like, well, well, we go to, like, we go to a lot of concerts together. Like, whenever I go to a show, like, I, like, invite her with me. And um, it was funny, though, because, like, I invited her to, like, your show like a few weeks ago. And, like, she said yes, and then we were, like, but then, like, something came up and she couldn't come. And then I was, like, oh, I have an extra ticket <laughs> and I don't know who to ask. So, like, I invited my other friend uh, who lives in the area, and then, like, when you were like, who forced someone to go to the show? I was like, oh my god, don't raise your hand. Like, I don't. I didn't mean to force you, but I kind of did.
0: It's okay. Fred bailed, and they <laughs> had That's... convinced me. That's okay. Some people like me. Some people like me, and actively want to come to my shows.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't mean that like a like a thing. At you know, but sick burn. <laughs> I like drive at you. A
0: sick burn. Yeah, you burned <laughs> no, me hard, dude.
1: I would definitely. I would definitely say you're just niche, like, a little bit. What was that? I just say, like, you're, like, a niche comedian. Like, I'm a niche.
0: girl oh, People great. who
1: know you, like, love you. Oh, God. it's <laughs> my nightmare. No, no, in the best way, in the best <laughs> sense. I, oh,
0: what do I How many years do I got oh, to... How many years do I got to go no, before no, I'm not great. niche? I was niche <laughs> back when I still had a full, respectable hairline, and I'm still niche now. And... <laughs>
1: I don't God. mean to hurt you at all. Oh,
0: God. Oh, my God. I just threw no. my glasses on the table. Oh, God. No, I feel so bad. No, oh, we were so good. No, someday mainstream. Sometimes. I'll, someday I'll be embraced.
1: No, oh, God, like I my other stability. favorite Canadian is a, a Bo Burnham. And like, I would consider him mainstream. But be I, honest. Maybe would, that's just
0: me. Be, let's be honest. Would you consider Bo Burnham as more mainstream and successful than me? Be honest.
1: I mean, in in terms of like my friends knowing him, I would say yes, but but like it doesn't mean he's better. In terms of the
0: financial stability and long term career prospects, too.
1: No, no, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean it like that at all.
0: Let's be honest. And you can be honest again. Be honest again. Okay. Who's number one? Who's number two? Be honest.
1: Oh my god! Um, I really can't.
0: We both I know, really know Bo. Pick. We both know Bo's number one. Come on, no. He plays no. piano. I, he, he,
1: very different. He's,
0: he plays <laughs> piano. He's so charming and like, so smart. His
1: stuff, <laughs> no, like, cause his stuff is like all, like, I mean, to a certain degree, is all made up, and like, it's not really stories from his life or anything like that. It's just like a fabricated show and like experience, where yours is very authentic and like true and real and like I feel like it's different.
0: This is a very nice way of you saying that I'm number two.
1: <laughs> no, no. <sighs> Not at all.
0: Who are your other favorites?
1: I would say split equal. <laughs> I, I really can't. I can't choose.
0: Who are your other favorites? Oh god, I'm niche. I'm niche. <laughs> no. Niche. Oh Come I'm so
1: sorry. Niche. No. <laughs> I would say I'm, I'm niche in, in my life. If that makes <laughs> you feel better.
0: <laughs> ah, ah, ah. I'm a thir- 37-year-old relatively successful person at this point who just forced a uh, depressed 21-year-old to give me a pep talk.
1: <laughs> I, I'm so sorry. No, I, lo- I love you. I not know about you, but I love
0: you. I love you, too. Now, wait, what's your summer job? What's your summer job?
1: Um, well, I just got an internship at um an insurance company and um basically i'm just right now i'm just making like cold calls and things like that to different businesses asking them if they want like employee benefits
0: <laughs> oh wow it's gonna be a long kind
1: of yeah gonna it's- be a
0: long summer huh
1: <laughs> yeah like it's it's so demoralizing at some points because like you just call people and then they like hang up on you and <laughs> And like no one wants your benefits, even though you're trying to help them, yeah. and things like that.
0: You apply for an internship, at Chris Gethard's show. Apply for one of those.
1: Can't. I I would have. I should have.
0: We haven't taken them yet. You still can.
1: Oh my! Uh, I, re- I will. I will apply. I'm not. I'm not kidding.
0: Well, I can't do you any favors. I don't know who you are, and I'm not making any. I don't do the interviews yeah. myself. Well, you should apply. Maybe come hang out with us for the summer. Who knows? And then at the end, after our last yeah. episode, you quietly say hey, that was me. And then I look you in the eye and go, I knew the whole time because you have the most distinctive voice I've ever heard.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I I feel like just being on here, like if my friends are listening, they'll know it's me. Like it's not hard they have
0: to. I mean, to
1: distinguish.
0: You have a pixie-ish voice. You constantly giggle and you have just the slight traces of a New Jersey accent. Very distinctive. Very distinctive.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly.
0: we got eight minutes <laughs> like, left.
1: Oh, my God. Okay. Uh, I want to say something like, like, it's stupid, but I want to say something like meaningful and important. Like
0: I don't know. The floor is yours. I'm going to shut up. You take a second, think about oh, it. Oh, no, like, I mean. Drop something meaningful <laughs> no, and I'm important.
1: Like, <laughs> like, the same, like I want to be like, you know, I feel like I'm like, oh, this is, now I'm going to sound like such a millennial again. Like, I want to be like, the cool person in, like, a John Green novel, like, where, like, you have the cigarette. And like, that's a metaphor. Like,
0: John Green.
1: That he's not my favorite author. Like, I'll say, I'll be honest, like, 100% honest about that. He's not my favorite author at all. Who is?
0: Who's your favorite but, author?
1: Um, I would probably say Brett Easton Ellis is my favorite. Oh,
0: nice. I was certain you were going to say J.K. Rowling. American Psycho
1: is my favorite Oh, no. I've never read any of the Harry Potter books, and I should. Everyone yeah. loves them. Me neither.
0: <laughs> I... Yet another thing we have in common. People tell me they're great. My wife is like <laughs> you in particular would flip out. Har- yeah. Harry Everyone's in the booth like is like nodding very... his yet- head yes, that I would flip out over Harry Potter. <laughs> you get an internship yeah. at the Chris Gethardt Show. Me and you start a Harry Potter book club. How's that sound? That
1: sounds amazing, actually. Yeah, I love to read. Um I could talk about books the least millennial all day. that's
0: the least millennial sentence <laughs> ever said i love to read <laughs> i could talk about books all day
1: <laughs> yeah I, I guess so yeah like american psycho is my favorite book and um like i know the book like, it, there's so much controversy like around that book because it just I don't know if you, have you ever read it?
0: No, I've seen the movie though.
1: Yeah, well, yeah. So like the book is, if you could think of the goriest things you've ever heard or read, like it's hard to read the book in the sense that like it's so graphic and, and violent and just horrible. Like a, a lot of the things that are being said. But um, but um, I, But I love it because like, in a way, it shows like how desensitized society has become towards like violence and like just how like there's so much misogyny and so much racism and things like that. And like I just think it's the best book there is. I don't know, I love it.
0: I love it. I love that you said you wanted to drop something meaningful <laughs> and profound, and then gave us a book report on American <laughs> Psycho.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's not. <laughs> yeah, I. I mean, I'll never be able to be as poetic as i hope to be
0: that's okay me neither me neither
1: (laughs) i could try i guess but (laughs) no use i think but yeah (laughs) and then you know what were you gonna say
0: i was gonna say i like you and i think you're gonna turn out okay i think you're gonna push through this depression (laughs) i really hope you do because i think you're cool
1: thank you (laughs) I think you're cool as well.
0: Not as cool as Bo Burnham, but I'm pretty cool. <laughs> no, equally as cool.
1: No, he's I can, definitely I cooler than me.
0: He's definitely cooler than <laughs> me. Like all jokes aside, <laughs> Bo's super cool. Mm-hmm. I am. Yeah, have you ever met him not. or anything? Yeah, it's funny. <laughs> I, I met a. There's a big comedy festival in Montreal, and many years ago, um, I was there and I was getting some food with a friend and she was like a m- mutual friend to both of us and he sat down and uh he was a real sweet dude and i'll say this too i only <laughs> knew Bo as like a youtube guy and i think amongst comedians there's a little pretentiousness <laughs> about like oh youtube star um and i had yeah. i had heard his name and not experienced it much and then i sat down he was such a thoughtful smart very and he was just a teenager at this point very thoughtful smart open <laughs> guy and I immediately said, wow, there's something very special about this person. And then I went back and actually watched all this stuff. And I was like, oh, there is a very clear, quiet brilliance to this that extends well beyond um the YouTube stereotype. And Bo and I are not the closest. We've only met once or twice. I assume he will never hear this, but I really... Uh, <laughs> It was really eye opening. It's one of those, you know, one of those moments. Every every once in a blue moon, as a creative person, you wind up around someone else, and you go, "Oh, this person is very." There's something very, very special about this person. So, all jokes about my insecurity about your love of Bo Burnham aside, I do think that there's something very special about him for sure.
1: Yeah, I, mean, I didn't mean to shift it towards him, but like, because I honestly think you're both special in
0: your own own ways. I'm a, Bye, sure. I'm a lot of people's second favorite comedian. I'm a lot of people's second favorite comedian. You don't have to make me feel better about it. I'm happy to be no, a lot of people's number 2. A lot of people's number 2.
1: No, no, no way.
0: <laughs> a lot of people who love John Mulaney are also pretty alright with me. That's my career. That's okay. That's alright. A, yeah. like <laughs> a lot of people love Mike oh Birbiglia. A lot of people love Mike Birbiglia. Tolerate don't think me. Twice. It was great. Oh <laughs> well, yeah, you're an improv nerd.
1: It was so, yeah, I definitely, I saw that in theaters, and, like, I was like, oh, my God, that's Chris Gessard, and, like, my uncle was like, oh, my God, he's great, and I was like, you like him, too, and I was like, oh, my God, and I was like, we had a whole discussion about it.
0: Be honest, you had to explain who I was to your uncle.
1: No, I swear, he knew. He He's all he's all into everything improv, too, so. Oh,
0: that uncle, that's cool.
1: Yeah, mm
0: mm-hmm. Well, we got two minutes left. I don't know if I've given you what you needed in this call. We got two minutes to clear up. What else? What else? What else can we talk about? What do you need? How can I help?
1: Oh my God, I don't even know. I I feel like just honestly, just talking with you for this hour it it helped me like a lot. Like even though we like just like I don't know, like it was just talking for me. <laughs> out wow, loud is cathartic? Okay. In a way, I
0: hope you do and, um, more because you got a lot to say, and you're a great conversationalist. Really, you are.
1: <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> like, uh, I'm like, I'm just so surprised I actually got on. Like, I, I never thought I would actually be able to talk to you.
0: <laughs> it's okay. And what? Let's loop it back around to the beginning. This boy. Mm-hmm. Gonna, why don't you meet up? Yeah. You gonna meet up at all this summer? You gonna call him? How, how do you think this is gonna end? Yeah. In your heart of hearts, how does this end?
1: I feel like I won't have the confidence to call him or like be like, "Hey, let's meet up and do something together." But I don't know. I feel like it's gonna somewhere in my heart, even though like that sounds stupid, but like <laughs> somewhere like deep down, I have like a visceral feeling like it's gonna work out. And like that's not a feeling I get a whole lot. And it's just I feel I feel okay about. About him and about how things are gonna turn out,
0: usually you, you don't have the confidence. I feel like in forty five seconds when that bell rings, you should call him, see how he's doing. If you can talk to me, you can talk to him
1: <laughs> I, I I guess so, yeah, I hope so.
0: You're not gonna are I you're not gonna though,
1: are you? Probably not <laughs> <laughs>
0: ah. <laughs> Most likely not. <laughs> okay well I did my best but maybe
1: I don't know yeah you No, you did as much as you could
0: I hope you find your confidence Except for me, I guess sincerely I hope you find your confidence because you've been a pleasure to talk to thank you you seem super cool
1: thank you so much I, I hope
0: people tell you <laughs> that you're super cool
1: <laughs> yeah I, I hope so too
0: thanks so much to our caller for calling I hope you call, I hope you are, I hope you, I hope, if you didn't call the asexual boy right after the call, I hope that you're calling him now after you heard it. Because it's so clearly you like him and you have so much respect for him, and that's the important part, right? Got all that respect for how he's going to handle things. See how it's going to go. I hope you find your confidence. Thank you so much for calling. Thank you to the Reverend John Delore and Greta Cone who helped build this show in the early days. And thank you to Jared O'Connell, Harry Nelson, in the booth, helping me get through these things, the guiding, the guiding, uh, Infrastructure of this ship as it sails wherever you, the listener, wants it to go. Thank you a shell shag for all the music throughout the show. You guys are the best. Good seeing you the other night. Want to know more about me? And if I'm ever getting out on the road, ChrisGeth.com, you can find all that info. If you like the show, rate, review, subscribe on Apple Podcasts. It really does help so, so much. So please do so. I'll stop with all the plugs. Enjoy your life. Enjoy your day. Maybe I'll talk to you next time. Thanks so much for listening. Today's show is sponsored by Talkspace, the online therapy company that enables you to improve your mental health from anywhere at any time. Get matched with a licensed therapist from over 2,000 choices and message them whenever you need to. No commutes and no judgments. For a special offer for our listeners, visit Talkspace.com beautiful and use the code beautiful to get $30 off your first month and show your support for this show. Talkspace, it's therapy for how we live today. Next time on Beautiful Anonymous, some weird guy says whatever pops into his brain. Yeah, talk me through your internal monologue as you process for the first time a salad spinner. Why don't you just speak out loud what's going through your head, and I'll shut up. Okay,
1: well, I'm looking at this thing, and first of all, it just looks like a ball to me, but it's got this little tool on top. Whoa! (laughs) <laughs> it actually says, What do you know? <laughs> I would literally just buy this just to pull the string like over and over again and just watch it turn around. I wouldn't use this for salad. I'd just put anything in here and just... <laughs> I could just mix up any little
0: ingredients, huh? <laughs> I think you need to buy wow. that. I think you need to purchase that thing you're holding in your hands right now. Sounds like peer pressure. <laughs> How's your peer pressure? You said you loved it. You I'll just I'll flipped hold out. On. That's next time on Beautiful Anonymous. Hi, Kevin Pollock here. I've been asked to give you a couple of reasons why you should listen and enjoy Kevin Pollock's chat show. First of all, I put my name in the title. There's reason number one. What I do is I invite people in uh, from all walks of life, mostly show business, uh, and, ha- and make them so damn comfortable that they have no option but to uh, spill it, spill it all, uh, their trajectory of uh, life and career. And uh, here's some of the great guests that you may uh, tune into as a sampler plate: Tom Hanks, Elon Musk, Seth MacFarlane, Brian Cranston. That's four names, and I'll, it's the longest interview that any of them have ever given. Tom Hanks, for example, two hours and forty-two minutes. He's a talker. Listen to Kevin Pollock's chat show podcast every Tuesday right here on the Earwolf Network, or wherever you get.